Hey folks, welcome to episode 35 of the Modern Agile Show. I am thrilled to be here with Ainsley Niece, uh, a longtime friend yeah. and um, an amazing person. Ainsley is a real true veteran agilist, uh, an early pioneer. She's been involved in these agile ideas for decades. Um, did a whole bunch of stuff at HP. Right. I remember all of the early work you guys did back there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is the co-author of this wonderful book here called Liftoff, which is an amazing book that we're going to talk about in the show. She also teaches um, an agile management course at Golden Gate mm -hmm. University, right. which I believe is part of an MBA. Yes. Right? It's a, yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, I, you know, I love chartering. So, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a delight to have you here, and and I have the second edition of the book. Good. So, in fact, I'd love your signature <gasps> if you could sign my book because I don't. Sure. I now that I have the second edition, I, I have no signatures. Uh oh. Um. So there you go. And the other signer will. Well, Diana be Larson soon. will be coming yes. to the show soon, probably in about a month. So we're excited yep. to have her on yep. as well. And uh, we go back a long way. So um, we all, you know, we will talk about three in this show quite a bit. And uh, people always ask me, you know, when you say three, who, what's, who's three? Okay, so let's just get this out of the way. He, 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 he passed. Uh, his, his name was something, something the third. So, you know, like a John Smith, and then there's John Smith the second, and then there's John Smith the third which is a Roman numeral. So three decided at some point that he was that Roman numeral, three, and the other parts were already used <laughs> up in other people. So that was, that's three. So um, I attended your, um, you know, Eek. your ceremony together. Yes, you three. did. Um, uh -huh. And that was, that was like a, how long, like a decade ago maybe or something, or something like that, right? Yeah, it was, Early 2000s, yeah, oh, I think 2002. Oh, okay. So or five. Yeah, that I'm, yeah. And his remembrance. Yes. You gave a wonderful talk. Yes. Well, he was, continues to be impactful yes. um, on my work. Um, you know, th this, neither, this, this book wouldn't exist without him to some extent. And right. However, <laughs> you and Diana have taken this even further and you've given it a wonderful metaphor of liftoff. Mm -hmm. So I love that concept. And uh, what's what's so what's it like having be being the author of this book? Oh, <laughs> well, it's kind of surprised me actually. Yeah. To be in that position at one point, so, and I have to say, it, writing uh, with Diana was really. Uh, I mean, w for me anyway, I learned as much as I was able and as much as I expressed. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's quite a process, and um, it's great. Working with Diana was fabulous. We have many similarities, but I think the reason we did well with this and felt really aligned on it is we have somewhat different backgrounds. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time in the PMI world, yes. which was not an area that Diana had spent a lot of time in. And so we often had different perspectives of people who might be reading the book yes, yes. and 
ways to approach it, ways that each kind of thinking has its merits and how to express that. Did you, I'm curious, did you charter the book? We did. <laughs> we know better than to write a book about something and not do it ourselves. I, I, I am not surprised <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, and actually, that was a fabulous experience for the content. Yes. Because then we knew exactly what it was going to take for other people to do this. It's marvelous. And we fine-tuned a lot of our original ideas by doing it ourselves. And, and I imagine you updated the charter as you as we as Well, you learned. or created it as yes. we learned, yes. yes. We yes. came up with new pieces every time we did something. So were there any, uh, can you remember any parts like uh, objectives or vision or mission from, the, from that charter? From the, boy, I would have brought it with me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if we had any, no, I don't think we put an example of ours in this book. It might have been in the first edition. Okay, yeah. Um, That's wonderful, though. Yeah, um, but we, I know we kept that information. Yeah, yeah. Because occasionally I look back to, oh, did we really do that? Uh -huh. You know? <laughs> uh, that's great. So, it, and the charter was between the two of you, and, and there was a community that you associated with it as well then? Like, in other words, in your charter, did you have a defined who's part of the charter, you know, who's, in the who's in the community. That might be something that... I don't know if we thought about the community yeah. in that regard. We had a sense of who might be interested in this right. okay, that's, and yeah. who might be better off with it yeah, that yeah. maybe wasn't interested. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. we did a kind of a big set of thinking about who who could benefit who could from, benefit this. from yeah. this. So right. are people benefiting from it? Are you now finding more folks are doing liftoffs and chartering? Um, I don't know about more because we don't have a beginning. We don't have a measurement. Yes, yes. But it's always um, hard. Yeah. In, in traveling around and being out with people and at the Agile conferences and things like that, yes, I certainly hear more about people chartering than I did yeah. some years ago. But well, it's great because I, when people ask me, like, what do I read? How do I learn more? You know, right. I, I obviously point them to this book because, to me, this is the the, the definitive, you know, right. guide to this this art. I well, and I have to admit, it doesn't hurt that this is required reading for my class. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, so. For your, uh, so I know more people are getting to see this. Yeah. Your MBA students. Yes, the MBA students. So what do they struggle with the most? Like in terms of picking up liftoff, you know, trying to be an implementer of this. What What are the biggest struggles you you notice? Well, um, well, sometimes people that are used to they have an idea of what a charter is, and this is an agile charter. Yes. So for people that are more used to doing traditional charters, oh, yeah. there are some similarities. Certainly mm -hmm. there's a similarity with very general intent of why you might want to do it. Right. But there's a big difference in who's involved in the chartering, if it's agile, which is very different than who's usually involved yes. otherwise yes. in more traditional ways of doing it. And we do a lot of things differently in this. But the biggest struggle when, that I have come across when people are doing chartering is understanding the difference because we talk about the vision for the work and then the mission yes. of the work. Yes. 
and having helping people understand that difference yeah is is seems to be a struggle yeah um, even with examples because the book has plenty not plenty but a number of clear examples so the people can look and see the difference right but well I was yeah. gonna say grokking it not everybody remembers that word but those of us who are around remember grokking but but people don't really get the difference. I myself, in my early days of learning chartering, <coughs> would, would sometimes write things that I thought was a vision, and then three would say to me, that's a really nicely written mission, mission. statement. Yes. Um, and it took me a while, I believe, mm -hmm. before I got to the point where I could could write a real vision statement. Right. And, and still to this day, sometimes people say, actually, I think that would make a great mi mission statement. Right. So it's it's really not easy. Right. But three would often talk about um, seeing something off in the future. Right. What would life be like in the future mm -hmm. as the vision? Not that it was something we have today. You right. Know? And so that, that helped me a bit. Yeah. Um, well, I, th I think, I think because People who are um, like to get to work, especially when you're talking about team members, you know, they're together. They know for a reason, and they've got something they want to do, and and because that's often the first focus. Yes. Then they're you're kind of mission oriented, and and to, yes. so then t if you're starting off mission oriented, it's easy to see why they're not particularly vision yeah. focused. Right. Because they're focused on something very, you know, that they can put a boundary on boundary and around. things like that. So, yeah. so it is somehow sometimes very d difficult for them to look outside. Well, what's going to happen once this has been created? Yes. And what's the life of the customer going to be? How is that going to be different now? Right. And right. that's the vision. Mm -hmm. Why is more about why are we doing it, not how are we doing it? Right. 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 Yes. That's really nice. Yeah, we, we uh, you mentioned Badass, the book by oh, Kathy, yes. Kathy yeah. Sierra. It's Kathy Sierra, yes. How does that factor into your teaching about vision? Well, it helps with the perspective to take, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How do we want our customers? We don't want them to go, oh, I bought something new. We want to go, oh, far out. Now, life is better. It, this, you know? this thing I bought made me badass. Yes. Yes. And now I'm also, it's, it's made my life more awesome. Right. So that, that's tied to vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then mission is much more about, so vision seems like it could be off in the future, but also maybe many years out. Uh, depends on what you're building. Depends on yeah. what you're building. <laughs> so when you think about that, is, is, a tip, is a typical charter having a vision that's kind of far out in the future, but then the mission is more like focused on the next six months or do you find it like for your book? Well, it varies all the time. Yes, yes. Um, because sometimes people come in, they want something right away. Right. Which means it's going to be yeah. more of a short term look at it. Mm -hmm. Right. But do they have a longer term vision for what they want ultimately or you know, that, well, that, I struggle with this too. Yeah, the, it's the, the customer's viewpoint at, at this point. Yeah. And so depending on what the person, you know, whoever's paying to have this work done mm -hmm. has some ideas about this too. Yes. And that's why they need to be involved to a certain degree yes. 
on, or not just to a certain degree, they need to be involved with even helping the team understand what the vision is because the customer or whoever is representing the customer yes. is going to have that information. Mm -hmm. so, so the gold owner, the gold owner must... The gold owner, there we go. That's the term three would use. A threeism, yes. But the, uh, or, or as he would joke around, the gold donor. Right. As the, uh, the ones who are donating Donates the gold, the gold to, the, right? to the team. Which is also, right? Sounds like the gold donor. Gold donor. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. Um, so they basically have to be involved, uh, obviously. Um, or someone representing them. Yes. We, that input has to be there yeah. to, to come up with anything valid. Right, right. And what, so um, just, just going back for a minute, what's the difference? What, how could you say, what's the difference between traditional chartering and agile chartering? Well, there, I, if you look at the work that usually goes into it, there are some different things we talk about. Um, one is focusing on alignment, meaning if doing agile chartering really helps get everybody in line from the customer or the customer representative to, um, depending on where you're working, certain amounts of uh, folks or departments that will also be involved yes. along with the team. Yes. So everybody understands it the same way. Mm -hmm. From the gold owners all the way all down the way to down. the team members, right. everybody gets it. Everybody has the same understanding yes. of what's supposed to happen. Yes. And often how, but you can't always predict that. We, that uh, evolves. I years ago heard someone use the term connective tissue. Yeah. And I loved it because our bodies need connective tissue right. in order to move. And they said, it's like organizational connective tissue or, or right. you know, this, this, this chartering helps that. Right, right. And so some of the things we do in agile chartering that I am, at least in my latest experience, it does not happen in traditional chartering. Right. So we do a couple of things there. One is called a context diagram. Yes. And that is a very big picture. And these are things that are drawn, not filling out little columns and you know something in a spreadsheet. Right. These are big drawings yeah. that um, can be done either on a whiteboard or a flip chart or something. But it's where you usually have a customer representative and with this of some kind and and the team and maybe one or two other people who have a lot of input. Yes. And if you can get more representatives involved, maybe there are if you're in a big company, other departments you're going to be working closely with, bring them in for this as well. So that because yeah. they are all part of the, the context. Yeah. So if you create the context diagram yes. with a large number of folks that you're actually going to be working with, you probably get it pretty close to right the first time. Yeah. You also may uncover some interesting things. And I give you an example of that. I was doing that at work one time with a group of people and we had some of our current customers there for a new project and we said, and, you know, the, the um, information we'll be sending you because you diagram not only who's there, but their interactions yes. between the teams and all your 
Anybody you're interacting with, anybody, mm -hmm. needs to be part of this context. So the, the, the arrows are going into the circle and, and the out. coming out of the Right, circle. and yeah. one of the things we discovered in that discussion with this one internal customer was we said, and we will continue to send you this report. And they said, what? We've never seen that report. <laughs> and we said, well, we've been sending it to you for five years. And they said, really? <laughs> So it's amazing what you can find out in yeah. these conversations. That's that. That's, so that's so. This you have this wonderful these three circles: purpose, context, and alignment. Uh, and alignment right. As a way of thinking about what chartering, chartering does. is. Yes. Yeah. Purpose, align, purpose, context, and alignment. Uh -huh. I love that. Um, we I learned from the David Schmaltz. Oh yes. This concept yes. of um, that in terms of context, like like that can. The people you're going to work with. Yes. He, he would say the community. He'd call that the community. Right. And he'd say it's always bigger than you think. Mm -hmm. That is, you're always going to be finding more people in the organization or, or more people outside of the organization right. that you need to involve right. in thinking about your charter. Right. Does that, does that echo? I mean, that, that seems like what you're saying about context. Well, it, yes. You often, in doing the context work, you find out people you didn't know about. Right. And you might have people that are in that group while you're working on this might ask you, well, did you talk to so-and-so or did you talk to so-and-so? Yeah. One of the things I discovered and that I started doing at HP when we were having retrospectives and it made me think of this because we were kind of doing those kind of covertly at yeah. first because we weren't supposed to be doing anything like that. Graffiti, I call it agile yes. graffiti. But, but one of the things we, um, we learned in that group about knowing who was involved or not was was finding those things out when you're talking to to people. Right. You know, they just tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, did you talk to them? Right. You know. Yeah. They do the same thing we do, and right. so you find out the more people you talk to, the more information you get. Yeah. So speak to a minute. But we talked briefly before about speed, and that. People want to just get started. Right. Can you speak a little bit to that? Like, how does that go together or not with, with liftoff or chartering? Well, I think if people don't want to charter at all, they won't. Right. Right, because they're in a hurry. Yeah. And so I know when I first heard about even doing anything before the project started, we used to call them at work data sheets. We're going to create a data sheet yes. for the project. Yes. And it had bits of information, lots mm -hmm. of little bits that all fit on one side of the page. Yes. And that was the whole plan right, right there, right. nothing else. And um, so that if you're in a hurry, then use Lean Startup yeah. Um, yeah. If, if that's really the kind of hurry you're in. Right. But um, people that charter usually want to do it right. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I imagine there are ways to hurry it up. Yeah. But. Well, I, I mean, I, I love genuine speed, but I think there's a lot of hurrying. Yeah. And I, I, I contrast speed with hurrying. Okay. So if you hurry, you're end up going to hurt right. yourself. You're going to fall, you're going to bump into something. Right. But if you are genuinely fast, so I think chartering goes with speed ultimately because mm -hmm. we, if we're not aligned, well, it will speed you in the future. That's yes. right. So yes. it's long-term speed. Yeah. Short-term, it feels like slower. I mean, right. I, I've, we've done it here at Industrial Logic, well, and and it sometimes feels like you know I'm having my teeth cleaned right. for hours, days, 
because it takes a lot of time well, to form that connective tissue. That's the assumption is if you're doing something like a lift off, it's actually going to be reasonably fast. Right. This right. isn't a you yeah. know right. Yeah. So it's not it's not like heavyweight chartering. It's, right. It's lighter it's weight. It's lift off. Yes. It, it implies some energy and propulsion. I, right. Right. I, I love, yes. I love the metaphor. Um, yeah. But the um, I guess so. Chartering is not mentioned in Scrum. Of course not. It's not mentioned in Safe. Right. It's oh. it's not mentioned no, no in most agile most any of the agile frameworks right. that are out there. Right. It's not mentioned. Right. So to me, I mean, I think this is like a secret. What what you know? We were, we were just talking about the secrets of consulting. Right. This is to me one of the secrets of agility. Mm. Is is this practice of liftoff? Right. Um and. You know, we want, hey, more of the audience needs to know about this and, and this book, right. you know, and, and learning the art of, of liftoff is, I think, right. super important. This is not just, it's, it's not just an optional skill. Right. I mean, uh, this is critical for, for really going fast. I've had teams where when we didn't do this, mm -hmm. we okay. couldn't collaborate well. Pay again. for it later. Yeah, right. you pay later. It's what kind of debt would this be? Liftoff right. debt yeah. or something? Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's, yeah. Well, it's like alignment debt. Alignment debt. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's it's a problem. Yeah. So well, you know, one of the things we have in there, rather than do risk assessment, yeah. you know, which is pretty heavy duty usually, the way most people think about it, um, we have something called a perspective analysis. Okay. Yes. And the concept is, not just what could go wrong. Yes. At which, of course, doesn't set you off in a great mindset. Right. If you're thinking about, we better be watching all the time for what could, bad things could happen. Right. Um, it's what might happen. And so it's also about, well, yes, you might want to identify things that could happen that were negatively affect you, but you also want to look for what cool things might happen. Yeah. What good things might happen. Yes. Maybe we discover, because we work so closely, of course, with a customer representative of some kind, product owner, whatever you call them, right? That we find out that when we've only done four or five iterations, guess what? The customer says, whoa, you know what? I can get it on the market right now. Right. Right now. Yeah. I don't need you to spend another six months. Right. I'll take what you got right now. Right. Yeah. And if we start thinking about that mm -hmm. early, Yes. And maybe before we even start, this gives thoughts to the customer as well, and thought may affect how you prioritize the backlog. Yeah. Um, it could affect a lot of things yep. if you start thinking about what possibilities are out there yeah. that would be really interesting that might happen that are good. Love it, love yeah. it. Another question for you, in terms of uh, user stories yeah. and the charter, how do those go together, or have you thought about that? I personally, yeah. frankly, I have never thought about that combination okay. of user story and charter, although a charter might be an amazing user story, maybe for one of the people that are paying for the project. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I, I think that you cannot write a user story mm -hmm. well without a charter. A charter. Mm. Yeah, I because don't think I ever thought about that. How are you going to know what to work on if you don't understand where you're heading? Right? The, right. The, the, but without the charter, I could write a user story to do anything. You know, okay, the user's going to do this, the user's going to do that, but, the, but i got to know what I'm heading towards. Well, but the user is supposed to 
be the person that gives you the information for the user Cor story. Correct, right? correct. But it's so, got to be aligned with my charter, right? Right. Well, that would actually, that would be interesting if the user came up with an idea for a user story that kind of didn't fit in what everybody understood. That's really good. Okay, I should. Oh, that might mean. Maybe we a, need a third. Addition? Addition, <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be that maybe that new insight from the customer means we have to recharter. I mean, I yes. you know this was the, something three would always hammer on, which was well, chartering is an ing thing. Yes, it's a chartering, well, just like retrospecting, right. and anything else. Well, we we always say that it's the chartering, not the charter. We repeat yes. that in the book. Yes, because it Love is it. all about doing the work versus a piece of paper or whatever's on your wall about this. Yeah. Because like all agile documents, mm -hmm. they're living documents. The expectation is they will change whenever there's new information. Yes, love it. And the charter is no different. Excellent, well thank you. Thank you Ainsley for oh, yeah. coming here up to Berkeley and uh, being on the show. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here and we, would, I would highly recommend that if you haven't checked out the book Liftoff, and the subtitle is Start and Sustain Successful Agile Teams, right. uh, written by Ainsley and Diana right. Larson. These are people that I respect tremendously in the Agile field uh, that if you really want to do well, pay attention to them. Um, thanks for coming. Well, you're very welcome. My thanks, pleasure. Thanks for signing my book. Okay. <laughs> And if you uh, like the show, please share it with others. And thank you for watching. We'll see you on a future episode.